0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Science Faction. The only show where a scientist, a comedian, and a comedian scientist come together to discuss science. Comedically.
1: Hello, and welcome to Science Faction's 646 Science Faction, the vaccine that keeps on giving, and the cancer salon.
0: The vaccine that keeps on giving—that sounds like a horror story for like ever, like uh, on a conservative network like Fox News. Yeah, that's right. This <laughs> this vaccine keeps on giving you
1: immunity, an anti-freedom bar of an anti-freedom vaccine. <laughs> the vaccine that keeps on giving. Yes, that one was good. But also, I like Cancer Salon because it sounds like a a poorly thought out but still inexplicably produced movie from the early 2000s. There was a lot of that where it's like, just throw two words together. We'll make a soul plane. There we go. We got it. It's done. But good (laughs) call. Soul plane had a legitimate plot had
0: some of the greatest (laughs) actors of our time and answered a lot of questions about aviation that
1: I've had for years. (laughs) <laughs> there was a series of movies in the late 90s and early 2000s that it, it seemed like somebody in a writer's room started with Mad Libs and then wrote the script after the title. They got, they got Cancer Salon or Soul Plane and just went from there. Cancer Salon,
0: I'm picturing Diane. It's like an older movie. Diane Keaton is in it. Morgan Freeman makes an appearance. It's like one of these movies, like shot for older people. No, better yet, I like the I like the barber comparison. Like, uh, mm. like, like it's uh, this is the best uh, salon, but for people mm-hmm. affected with cancer, we will uh, design your wig, or whatever is required. <laughs> Or give you more cancer. Whatever you like. <laughs> Listen, Gladys, it's up to you. <laughs> you go in there, people are just chain smoking a lot of radiation all over the place. For some reason, it's also done like uh it's like one of those Richard Branson space jets that's like like really high in the atmosphere. There's no gravity. So there's just a ton of radiation coming in.
1: Oh my goodness. And speaking of a ton of radiation, I of course am your host, comedian archaeologist, Robert Timothy with me. As always, is my comedian, Mr. Damien Mercado. Damien, how are you doing this afternoon? I'm
0: doing great. And, and by the way, you know, we, we're, we've we talked on the show about, uh, uh you know, things that could lead to a cure for cancer or, you know, or one day cancer could be a, a thing of the past. I mean, at, at that point, is it a bizarre weight loss technique? If it's just something we can uncure, like if it's like a leprosy, we can just give you a pill and fix it. Would there be a cancer salon? Like I got to drop
1: 10 pounds. By the way, Damien, I, I must say, I I hate to interrupt you here, but Today, we will have a word or two spoken on your favorite disease, leprosy.
0: My favorite disease, yes, because like, because, uh, as a Catholic, Bobby, as you know, yes. uh, I, Damien, am named after Saint Damien, who worked with the lepers, which, by mm-hmm. the way, you know, like, whatever, the guy who I'm named after worked with the saint, like, do they kind of, you know, now that we've, like, kind of cured the disease... Mm-hmm. Like does it does it like less? Like for example, there was a guy who like you know uh, there were like martyrs who uh, or there are saints who like were burned alive trying to martyr mm-hmm. or like were eaten by lions. Eh, you know, lions still tough, fire still sucks, but leprosy, come on, we got that licked.
1: Well, I, w- I thought you were going a different route. I think you were saying, you know, like, as a devout Catholic, I have strong <laughs> anti-abortion <laughs> views that somehow work their way into the use of antibiotics. Ironically, if you were strongly anti-abortion, you should be pro-antibiotics. So they actually interfere with the effectiveness of the birth control pill, <laughs> as many people know, if they, you know, get warned by their doctor or something. So, uh, So ironically, you should be, but I feel like you're part of, like, some kind of starch Jesuit order that like feels like, uh, antibiotics are like, like Satan's candy. Like, they, like, like that disease was given to you by God for a reason. God gave you these humors and how dare you take a
0: pill to have these, <laughs> these righteous and, and, uh, uh, humors. Uh, why you take these sinful pills to remove these, uh, these just and holy humors in your body? Yeah, I get you. <laughs>
1: I mean, theoretically, bacteria, unlike viruses, bacteria are alive, so you could adopt that stance and claim it to be the title pro-life, and I could, as a person who believes you should be able to medicate, medicate bacterial infections, use the term pro-choice, and we would be exactly the same.
0: Yep, exactly the same. Uh, also, Bobby's house is a mess because he doesn't believe in killing any insects, so it's just—it's—it's it's almost like a, no, like I'm a- pro-choice.
1: You're pro-life. Remember, you're the staunch pro-life Catholic. I oh. am the pro-choice person who says you're allowed to use antibiotics to kill bacterial infections.
0: That's right. There's a lot of uh, cockroaches and rats running around my place. Because to be honest, I thought about like just cleaning up after myself after I made a sandwich. But I was like, that is still murdering cockroaches, but murdering them by starving them. I am not giving them the food, the the fuel that they need to be fruitful and multiply. And so, you know, uh, there are a lot of flavors of of, uh, killing a a creature. There's there is obviously smashing it beneath my hand, but there's also depriving it of food.
1: And if you want to deprive someone of food, go ahead and check out our Patreon. You can search Robert (laughs) and on Patreons. What do you spend the money on? It's a hundred dollar mark. I spent it on, on, it's incredibly expensive to keep somebody confined (laughs) in that kind of place with (laughs) chained up with no food. It's incredibly expensive. (laughs) And webcam fees. All that. You know, we live in San Diego. There's a huge homeless population here.
0: Every, like, every once in a while, like, the city will hire, like, a burrito truck to go. I, th- I thought you were yeah. just tailing the burrito truck and just punching, like, after he gives a burrito homeless guy. No, it's mine. <laughs> Bobby, they have so little. Are you- <laughs> I'm pro-life. <laughs> You're pro-life. And this homeless guy's jaws. <laughs>
1: Broken. (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, technically there were living bacterial organisms on that burrito that I saved. So, I mean, it all works out (laughs) in the end.
0: (laughs) You're a Saint Bobby. Saint Bobby. Let's move right on
1: to science articles. From molecules to particles,
0: this is science articles.
1: Saint Bobby worked with the psychopaths. Uh, article number one, the vaccine that just keeps giving. It's like if there
0: was a vaccine that gave you gonorrhea, like every time it was cured, this vaccine, Mm -hmm. like, uh, brought you back to your natural
1: state, loaded
0: with gonorrhea.
1: Yes, yeah. It's a vaccine that just ensures you're constantly in a gonorrhea outbreak.
0: Yeah, if there's not a drippage on my, my, if if penis, if my penis and drippage aren't in the same sentence, then something's not right. (laughs) See, we we talk about like 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 uh like I've I have had an STD before, but I but I never got to the point where shit was dripping was like, oh, there's a pain in my scrotum. This is unusual. I'm gonna go to the doctor and get this checked out. I'm just picturing like the real Jack Sparrow would have had lumps of pus coming out of his dick. Yes. (laughs) Not
1: only that, but, I mean, you live the, the you know, privileged life of somebody who's no longer just pummeled in the genitals on a regular basis. You could only notice that pain differential because of that, had things been different. I don't mean to brag,
0: but as far as other guys go, yeah, i have taken a, a lot of nut shots. Yeah, I feel a lot more confident <laughs> that I've sustained more groin damage than your average guy. High five. I don't mean to
1: brag, but... So this is a really interesting article. It's about a vaccine. We've brought it up peripherally once or twice, but they have a brilliant article on it in Scientific American. I highly recommend everybody go check it out. But it's about the BCG vaccine. BCG, Big Cock Jerome. You guys know Big Cock Jerome? <laughs> you guys awesome and not too bad to work with, if you know what I mean. That's super immature. Uh, BCG stands for Bumpy Cock Gains, which is what you get <laughs> in the Bumpy Cock Gym. <laughs> I go to CockFit, bro. What are your cock gains this year? <laughs> it's more of a
0: lifestyle than anything, you know? Like, you know, when you join cock a CockFit gym. gym, the stereotype is it's the only thing you're going to talk about in strangers. You're like, how do you know somebody somebody joined a CockFit Gym, they would shut up
1: about it for 10 minutes? Yeah, they'll tell you. Dude, look at this 12-pack on my shaft, bro. <laughs> yeah, they're irregularly shaped and spaced, but still, 12.
0: What do you mean there's no muscles in there and all my setups are for nothing? I'm just doing
1: it with my hand. Oh, dear. So the bumpy cock... <laughs> so the bumpy <laughs> cock gains... <laughs> Uh, the BCG vaccine is actually like the oldest continuously used vaccine. It was first developed in the year 1900 and it's for tuberculosis. Now, the way they developed this is brilliant because it's like... So old-timey. Like, this is the most steampunk way to engineer a vaccine you have ever heard of. Now, it probably came from the fact that it was fucking 1900 and people were shitting outside. But, like... Well, first you have to sterilize the water with the Tesla coil. Once that's done... <laughs> Dude, no, this this is... They take uh, a form of TB. I think they take, like, the bovine TB, the cow, the cow form of, of TB. They take the TB... They infect a potato. They like cell culture it on a potato because I guess it can grow on a potato. They then transfer it from one potato slice to another potato slice. So like the bacteria, the TB bacteria growing on one potato, they move it to another potato slice and they do this over and over again. And it turns out that growing on potatoes with no intermediate human host takes out the virulency of the virus. So eventually, after enough passes, in this case 231 passages back and forth from potatoes, you have a result that will not get you sick, but will end up when injected into the skin being 93% effective at preventing death in the first year. So you could not only light
0: up a room or at least a lamp with a potato, but you could light up a vaccine with the potato. Yes! That's amazing.
1: Dude, this is crazy. Now, here's the deal. Again, this was developed in 1900, first administered in 1921. Uh, at that point, it, there was a 25% chance a young child would die if they were in home with somebody with tuberculosis. They started administering it. It was 93% effective in 1921, made from goddamn potatoes. That's insane. That's the same effectiveness as the mRNA vaccines <laughs> for COVID, right? Super, super effective. It became one of the most popular vaccines, got you know really big, uh, still actually, by the way, used in Africa, parts of Africa parts of asia but even early on people started recognizing something which is yes it stops tv you from catching tb yes even if you do catch tb it stops you from getting serious diseases disease from it yes even if you do get serious disease from it it stops you from dying however if we left you under the uh count
0: under the sink for like a month or something you would start sprouting islets yes and that that is is a side effect
1: One of the problems is is that if you ever do get a disease that does finally kill you, like 1.7 million Irish people will die. No, so they, they're they like, yeah, this totally works for TB and stuff. But already, starting in 1927, they realized that BCG actually reduced early life mortality by an amount that could not be explained just by reduced TB deaths. Meaning, somehow, that weird potato TB vaccine was not only saving kids from tuberculosis deaths, it was saving them from something else, and we didn't know what it was. And this was noticed in 19-fucking-27! So they figured that the this vaccine, the BCG vaccine, might trigger some kind of non-specific immunity in your body, meaning that it protects against a bunch of other causes, a bunch of other infectious agents through means that we don't even know. To this day, we still don't even know. This
0: potato vaccine, it must be like a good trainer, you know, like you're getting a really good trainer, a really good camp. Or just yeah. a, a physical trait. It's somebody who just comes in, teaches you like all around, like you know, this is this is how you stop an infection on uh, on this on this one, bro. Mm-hmm. You gotta sprawl when he goes yes. into when he tries to, to to
1: land on this marker, sprawl. And then I want you to get in close with some dirty boxing. Yeah, the BCG is like a really good liberal arts professor. Like you're not gonna get a job based on that class, but you might stimulate some ideas that help you out later on.
0: Guarantee your dick will get laid because your dick will get wet because of the stuff. I was subbing. I was at. I was uh, teaching today. I was subbing for some uh, a bunch of students, and like there were a bunch of kids who just clearly didn't put a lot of emphasis on graduating high school. And like the one thing I want to tell them, like man, being the dude who could read or just you know not be a fucking idiot, like there's a ton of women who will just write you off, or men who will write you off for being a fucking idiot ten years from now. <laughs> you are selling your sexual conquest
1: short. Sometimes you really reveal just how much time you spent on army bases where you're like, listen, guys, if you can read, you're going to be miles ahead of all your competition. Nobody else can be able to touch you. While everybody else is asking for cartoon drawings of what's going on, (laughs) you'll be able to decipher these scratched out letters that somehow make a meaning to some people. I don't know. I don't know how to read yet, but I've heard it's awesome. Say what you want. Like the advice
0: I tell everybody on a dating profile, especially guys, just like, first off, have a joke in there. Secondly, demonstrate that you can do complete sentences. If you can do that, and shocking as it is, you will be above 90% of your your online dating. Like they're like, oh, well, there's not a dick pic in his profile. (laughs) And like, that's technically a complete and grammatically correct sentence.
1: Now, if you want to get super fancy, I'm going to teach you another secret (laughs) called Stop Punching Kids with Down Syndrome. Now, this is a real subtle trick that helps you look sexy in the eyes of other women. Nobody's saying you have to stop altogether.
0: Just don't do it in front of the person, right? And don't upload any images to social media. And you're cool, bro. Life hack. (laughs)
1: Uh, So it turns out the BCG vaccine can also modulate the risk of other diseases, including type 1 diabetes, cancer multiple sclerosis, and Alzheimer's disease. By the way, there's currently a trial looking at it for leprosy. In case you're allergic to antibiotics, yeah. Like, well,
0: I mean, or in case you know, antibiotics is that vaccine against leprosy? Yeah, is what you're saying. Yeah, like, exactly. if you want to yeah. prevent, but like again, I, I feel like we've gotten to the point where, like, I'll you know, I'll have sex with somebody with gonorrhea just knowing that there's a there's a Mexico pharmacy just like just a few. Yes,
1: again, that's that's a lower standard. This is for responsible people. Have sex people. with somebody with leprosy? Yeah. As long as I know that there's some penicillin, <laughs> these type of vaccines would be for responsible people who regularly have sex with armadillos.
0: <laughs> Listen, here on Science Faction we're not kink shaming, we're not lifestyle shaming if you want to go have some hot fucking do it with some armadillos fuck, you know, we'll we'll buy a condom we'll buy a specialized armadillo condom we just want you to be safe
1: It's a super hard condom
0: <laughs> You can't feel anything <laughs> through it it's, it's armored, also like uh, you have to unroll it,
1: it's in an armored pack and you have yeah. to unroll it <laughs> But th- this is crazy, so In terms of type one diabetes, Three doses of the BCG vaccine can improve blood sugar control in patients with type 1 diabetes, although it takes a couple of years for this to manifest. It's also being used currently in certain type 1 diabetes trials to see if if they can get an even better result. But right there, you're already seeing better body regulation with that. That likely has something to do with the immune system. Remember, type 1 is the type where your immune system is attacking your pancreas, and that's what's going on. So likely this has some kind of, you know, moderating an effect to that another one which is early life bcg vaccination did not reduce the risk of diabetes in adolescence but by the time those children were adults older than 30 their risk of type 1 diabetes was 35% lower than that of people who had not received bcg early in life meaning that it might also prevent you from ever getting type 1 diabetes by the way not a like a 2% reduction 35 fucking percent one Third, the number of people have diabetes just because they got fucking shot at the right time.
0: Without type one diabetes, top athletes like Jay Cutler never would have had the impetus to push themselves and master the discipline to become the the the, the world's greatest quarterback. Sports joke on science faction, I know. <laughs> Jay Cutler, for our for our fans who don't know, was a uh, NFL quarterback who had type one diabetes. You know he had to go get his insulin shot, like you know during the game and everything. Yeah. but like. You know, wow, that might have been really cool to have a di- to be a diabetic. Like, yeah, he's our he's my hero. You know, he's the diabetic uh, quarterback. He's shown that we can all do it, but he really sucked. And so yeah. he wasn't like <laughs> he wasn't the uh, he wasn't the torchbearer that I think the diabetic community really hoped. Oh
1: uh, dear. Also,
0: you said earlier I like, used a uh, blood sugar control, and I compared, I compared that to uh <laughs> bladder control, and I pictured like a kid wandering into his like, mom, I glucose the bed in the last night. <laughs>
1: Oh, I've glucose a few (laughs) beds. It's also shown promise for cancer. So a 60-year-long, because remember, this is an old vaccine, a 60-year-long follow-up of clinical trials that began in 1935 among Native American and Alaskan Native school-aged children showed that the group that had received BCG in childhood not only had a reduced risk of TB in the ensuing 60 years, but also a a two-and-a-half-fold lower incidence of lung cancer at the end of the follow-up period. That's fucking Crazy. And assuming there weren't differences, it wasn't like, oh, yeah, well, the people we gave this to were less likely to pick up smoking because of A, B, and C, like, you know, socioeconomic factors. If this is like, you know, looks to seem to have randomized end numbers and stuff, that's insane. We're talking about lung cancer. So is the fact that we don't get this vaccine anymore is because we beat
0: tuberculosis,
1: like in the schools? It's never been in the U.S. <laughs> because, tu- because the U.S. has never really had a tuberculosis problem. We deal with tuberculosis when it actually manifests itself, whereas other countries that have it really bad, they have to, like, inoculate you when you're a kid so you don't develop it. We get it rare enough that it's like, all right, when it comes around, we'll fuck it up. But when you get it, it's it's there for life. Like, you can't,
0: like, I, I know, I've known people who had tuberculosis who went on to play sports and, you know... uh,
1: uh, they, you know they they would test positive. You know when you're a kid, you have to take the, your TV the test. Antibodies all the antibodies are there. Yeah, the antibodies are there. I don't, I don't think it's not. I don't think it's like malaria where the disease itself is there for you. I think I think you just have antibodies for life. Ah, I see. Even more interesting. Since the 1970s, it turns out the BCG is like one of the first immunocancer treatments because since the 1970s, people have been using the BCG vaccine injected into the bladder directly like somebody took a needle and put a shot of this particular vaccine in the bladder of people through your abdomen just like i mean they're not snaking something i don't know which way they go (laughs) i don't know yeah i don't know if it's urethra i don't know how but they they do it into the bladder that is a common and very effective treatment against bladder cancer and we've been using it for a very long time well we have since done some follow-up research and people who had that type of treatment, who had the the shots into the bladder, they had fourfold lower risk of developing Alzheimer's than those who did not receive the vaccine during the follow-up period. That's crazy. Again, all things being equal, these are equal end numbers. There's no, you know, correlational things that are, are messing it up. Holy fuck. This is like a miracle drug. Yeah, it's, it's the this this potato vaccine is
0: pretty awesome, and I forgot it's shiny cock. What well, I forgot what your acronym for the, for it was, but big sparkling cock. I, I, big cock gains, I believe, is what you're you trying go, to talk big cock about. Gains. Yeah, it had it had a, it had a fitness bent to it. I remember now.
1: Yeah, yeah, and. By the way, this vaccine given at birth to children from Guinea Bissau with low birth weight reduced all cause mortality in these children by about 40 percent. Again, almost half in the first year of life. I swear to God, this is just like like long distance running, like
0: like you basically yes. inject your immune system and your immune system, no matter what, it just it now all of a sudden is a good long
1: distance runner, which will benefit it in everything else. These are all non-TB related cases too. And what they think is these kids have like now a boosted immune system. It's able to attack more things. The little cuts and scrapes that would lead to other bacterial infections or other respiratory infections or something are getting their ass kicked by your immune system after this BCG vaccine. And that's why we're seeing all of these effects from cancer, from Alzheimer's, from fucking type 1 diabetes. This is crazy. In fact, we talked about it a little bit because prior to the COVID vaccine releases, there was actually some work with the BCG vaccine and its effectiveness on COVID. It had some mixed results, but it was found to be effective for certain vulnerable populations like those with type 1 diabetes. But more so, it found it didn't necessarily prevent infections, but there was a 40% reduction in overall mortality of COVID patients who received the BCG vaccine compared to those who did not. So, Even for something like COVID, as modern a virus as you can get, it just popped out of a bat in 2019. Over a hundred years ago, some motherfucker messing around with tuberculosis on a potato came up with something that can fight COVID today. That's awesome.
0: Uh, Would it work today? Like, does it need to be a kid or could you and I get the bladder shot? today we
1: can yeah so if we had bladder cancer they would that's one of the effective treatments in fact a lot of immuno cancer treatments are based on the BCG vaccine they might tweak it left or right but they actually use that as a base and and frankly we're not a hundred percent sure what's going on we think this alters our immune system in in a certain way uh, especially uh, for something called trained immunity that causes metabolic changes in immune cells that you know, sometimes last for a lifetime, if not for for many decades or years, because we see a lot of the protection last for a long time. And it seems to be some kind of broad protection because it's enough that it's getting diseases that have nothing to do with it. It's just absolutely amazing. And we are seeing, by the way, in certain places in Africa, they don't usually give this vaccine until a few months in age because TB doesn't really affect newborns. However, what they're seeing is when they give it When they are a newborn, their all cause mortality drops drastically. So, even fuck TB just to prevent against other stuff. This is something you should, you know, put in babies, especially babies in in places that have a lot of diseases that could kill them. This seems to be a really, really useful and incredibly cool tool for everything from cancer to fucking tuberculosis. And who would have thought something could have like that could have even existed?
0: Let's say you and I go together. You know, we, we we hold hands. We walk into the office. We're there for moral support. But yeah. then when it's your turn, like I go first. You know, I'll I'll go first, Bobby. I know you have a needle phobia, and you know I want to I want to be I want to show you how to be a big brave boy. Sure, but I'm gonna slip the doctor a twenty and just have yours be full of kidney stones when they inject you full of into the bladder. So you'll like you'll be like a plinko machine, a uh, loading
1: one day. You know what they say: no pain, no big cock gains. <laughs> that's, that's it. You're coming into cockpit. You better expect some cock pain, brother. There ain't no way to get those gains. Article number two, the cancer salon. Mm.
0: It's our anniversary coming up. I'd like something nice. Do you have anything? And I don't know. um, Do you have anything in a colon cancer? It's uh, it's me and my husband's 50th anniversary. It's the colon cancer anniversary.
1: I'm sorry. All I have is some mesothelioma. We're really picked through right now.
0: What am I? Somebody works with asbestos? Are you fucking kidding
1: me? Oh, dear. So uh, we've known for a long time that tanning beds are a cause of skin cancer. For the life of me, after all the stuff we've covered about tanning beds on this show, I am shocked they are still legal. I am legitimately shocked that they are still legal. And by the way, I love how Arizona pushed back on the no tanning beds for kids under 18 law. There's like a bunch of people were like, nah, we need our children to get skin cancer in the sunniest fucking state in the union. But regardless, we've known that for a long time, and they work in the UV spectrum about two hundred and eighty to four hundred nanometers, and we know that's carcinogenic. We, in fact, you can say a certain amount of like exposure to tanning beds, like you can calculate it based on your the amount of melanin in your skin. You, you need this many tans to get skin cancer, right? Dude, just get tattoos. If you're, if you're looking to yeah. make your skin look cool, you go to a tattoo shop
0: once. It's a bit pricey, but uh, bam, you never have to tan that area again. Bam, there's a, there's a there's a big old there's a big old cupcake on your arm now. Yeah, that's right. I, <laughs> I went with a racy cupcake tattoo. Damien, I don't know if you know about this. Do you know about gel nail polish? Yes, that's simply because uh, I have nieces and everything, and they're always uh, asking to paint my nails. Yes. I'm always giving up, girls, stop painting
1: your nails. Get over here and paint your, your tough, masculine uncle's nails. So there's a gel type of, of nail polish, and, and they often in salons will use a UV drying machine to dry it out quicker. And it's basically like a little tanning bed for your nails. Now, it works in different wavelength light, like 340 to, to 395 nanometers, and so you know, it's not the same as a tanning bed, but they're everywhere and women use them all the time and it turns out they're just as bad as tanning beds and they're giving everybody fucking cancer. This is a Crazy story because of how prominent these things are. It's also crazy how it came to be. Like, the the way all of this, the researchers' attention was drawn to this is the researcher was in their dentist's office and they were reading a magazine, and they had like, there was like a beauty pageant contestant on it, like a childhood, like, a, she's like Jean Bonnet Ramsey, right? She's like a kid pageant lady. And it was a an article about how she had gotten skin cancer on her hand. It was like a really rare form of skin cancer. And the doctor was looking at that and he's like, well, that's weird. That's that's not usually in kids. That's kind of crazy. They started doing research into what was going on. And They found out that these things, which are near ubiquitous in nail salons, by using different cell lines underneath their influence, found that a 20 minute session led to between 20 and 30% cell death, with three consecutive 20 minute exposures causing between 65 and 75% percent of exposed cells to die and they cause mitochondrial and dna damage to the remaining cells with mutations that are similar to those observed in skin cancer meaning this shit's causing cancer nonstop. and i know what you're thinking it's the exact same thing i thought which is well why didn't they find this out when they were testing these you know when they were putting these into places why didn't they find this out and this one quote answered that question sort of here's a quote from the researcher But to the best of our knowledge, no one has actually studied these devices and how they affect human cells at the molecular and cellular levels until now. How the fuck did these get everywhere? How did somebody just like start producing these someplace in like the fucking rust belt and shipping them out to nail salons around the country and nobody asked any questions? Like there's no FDA involved. There's no, like, what the fuck happened? I believe in keeping the government small, that if I want to
0: invent a cancer death ray and then market that to salons all throughout the country and then have children use those machines, I believe I should as an American who who loves freedom.
1: It's, the, it's just the absolute craziest thing because a, at some point, somebody walked into a building and they had a bunch of these fucking devices in a van and they were like, don't worry, this will dry your nails. And somebody was like, "Ah, oh, it's safe, right? And They're like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. It's not killing wealthy people, so I don't see a problem legally. All right. Thank you, audience, for coming back for Science Faction 646, where you learned all about the vaccine that keeps on giving and how to get cancer at your local salon. Thank you so much for joining us, and come on back next week for Science Faction 647.
0: Hey, sorry about that finger cancer thing. Don't worry, I'll get your salon hooked up uh, with this new stuff. We got this uh, uh, Agent Orange hair volumizer. Yeah, you'll love it. We don't foresee any problems with that. You've been listening to Science Faction. Wait, that's not right.